Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to Daily Confeffi on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Today is Wednesday, February 5th, and we're happy that you're joining us. If it's your first time here, Daily Confeffi is a morning, ah, not a morning, a daily show. It's a show that we do daily, every weekday. We do it live on Mondays and Fridays. We do it pre-recorded Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. We also have some other series you might want to check out if you're confused about what we do. Daily Confeffi is the daily one. We also do Deprogrammed, which is a, a show that is more of a deep dive into my old belief system. And then we do uh, some other kind of long-form interviews with interesting people that you might want to check out. And occasionally we do funny things. Hi, Carter. How are you? I'm doing well, Carrie. Did you just get back from Burning Man? What's that mean? Never mind. Uh, I, <laughs> it was a reference to your get hat. It. it was a reference to your hat. Oh! No, it's cold. It's freezing. We had a cold... Um, Texas is interesting. It's The weather is more changeable than any place I've lived before. So seriously, two days ago, it was shorts weather. And then you can have a day like that that's just beautiful and it's so nice and warm and you feel like, okay, summer has arrived. And then a day later, it's like, oh, it's going to hit the low 40s, maybe the 30s. You're like, what? It's just it, – but I kind of like it for that reason because then you get to – it keeps you on your toes. You get to swap up, you know – what you're wearing and stuff. Am I boring you? I'm sorry. The weather. I, you know what? Talking about the yeah, weather. You're talking about the weather. My eyes. When I, <laughs> okay. You know how when I talk about finances and your eyes glance over? Yeah. Talking about the sports and weather, I just like zone out and start. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Reading. Let's move on. Rereading science fiction books <laughs> in my head. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, we should, wait. We uh, I do want to say I do want to say something. Heather two ninety six sent you a hat. Uh, it did arrive, Heather. I need to send it on to Carrie because we don't Yay! live in the same city. But it did arrive. I'm gonna send it on to Carrie. Uh, so don't worry about your package. It's here. Thank you. Thank you, Tamra. And I'll tell you this separately too. But Tamra, who's a friend of mine and one of our viewers, she's a friend before she's a viewer of the podcast. Tamra sent me a Christmas card. It was stuck in the bottom of my mailbox. I was, I was trying to wrestle something out of there this morning. I'm like, what is this? There's something down at the bottom. And I pulled it out. And it's from Christmas. It's a card from Tamara. Sure, so thank Carrie. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know. It sounds like, <laughs> I was like, oh, if I tell her thank you now, it's going to sound like me just being me. But, you know, I would be truthful if I were just being me. Um, it really was stuck in the bottom of my mailbox. So, But it is like me to let things be stuck down there. <laughs> <laughs> to not it was stuck it. in the bottom of my mailbox because I have not opened my mailbox since November. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> oh man, that is me. I am the guy who, like, I literally get. Um, I not so much anymore, but like for a while, I was getting little nasty notes from the post office or the postman. He would like put little notes like "empty your mailbox" and like put exclamation <laughs> points. And, like I would just not, yeah. Uh, oh, that's well. how I feel about the mailbox and I'm, I'm sorry I know this is going to piss off some certain people watching there's a certain personality type who gets really annoyed at my personality type I and I know it and I'm I'm look I'm been on time to live confetti's lately so I'm trying to get better this year and be be more um respectful and what's the word um punctual there's another word for it punctual but respectful of other people's a professional shut up. I have time blindness, sir, which puts me in a marginalized group. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you should see Carter's face right now. If I had not had a career managing people, I'm one of the personalities that would hate your guts for being late. But I've like I've learned so much patience with people doing things that bother me that like I think I'm pretty chill about it mostly. It really is a thing. We can talk about time blindness at some point. I joke about it because you can also, just because it's a thing doesn't mean you can't unlearn it, and I'm trying to unlearn it. But I really do have no concept of time. It's really a weird, it's hard to explain how I view time. But um, uh, where was I going with this? Speaking of no concept of time, time blindness. Oh, well. You got me. Doesn't matter, I, I guess. this one. I don't, asking, you were going to ask for a watch? Nope. Trying to be on time, <laughs> trying to change things up, trying to do things more efficiently. Oh, my voicemail. You were talking about letting letters stick in your mailbox. You see, you're, so, you're sort of like me. You have some characters. Like, 
Yeah, I know. I will let, I will let, well, I have too many messages coming in. So I do let things sit in my email for a while. There's just too many. That's, it's not just me. It's me plus there's too many things. But, um, my voicemail, I changed a couple years ago because I used to, after we oh, shut down. Oh, company, that, that is so annoying. Let me just say, I hate your voicemail. <laughs> I love my voicemail because Again, I forgot about your coming, voicemail. <laughs> coming from the mindset of having been so attached to my email and my phone and running my own company, and then when we shut the company down, I felt really like relieved of like I am going to separate from this device and not be so attached to it. And I changed my voicemail to a Rickroll. It's really funny. It's a it's one of the automated the answers, and it goes. The, vo- the, su- the voice subscriber you've reached is no longer, and then it goes, do, 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 and it starts playing the Rickroll song. <laughs> Carter's not amused. Look at Carter's face. No, I'm not amused. Uh, uh, it's like the most annoying thing to call you. I don't call you anymore. I do call you, but I'm just like, if you don't answer within like a couple rings, I'm like, I just hang up on you. Yeah. Well, you know, you can still leave a message after the Rickroll song plays. What's really funny is... But you're is not going to check it. Most people... I do, because because the messages are funny. Most people don't leave a message, but the ones who do, every once in a while, I get people just dying laughing. They're like, are you Rickrolling me? Is this even <laughs> really your number? I'm trying to leave a Carrie Smith a message, because it never says my name or anything. It's just the Rickroll song. So some of the messages are really funny because people are laughing. And then there's people who don't get the message because they don't know what a Rickroll is. And uh, there's some boomers. who. There was one guy recently who was like, oh, funny song, Carrie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel and look, I feel like a Rickroll is a boomer thing. But I guess you're saying boomers don't even know Rickrolls. Boomers don't even know Rick Rolls. I think Bo- I think Rick Roll is a Gen X thing, don't you? I mean, it was. I am even I'm old. It was. Though. I don't know. It's a millennial Gen X thing. Speaking of, uh, you know, being efficient, should we get to some kind of topics today, or do we just want? Yeah, to Yeah, sure. Rick Let's Roll, do Rick it. Some other stuff okay. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Well, look, I the topics today. First of all, I'm going to shout out to Jack because. Jack, we've got this like new little internal system where we do stuff and uh, Jack like populated, uh, we have like Covfefe planning and Jack populated all the topics in today's Covfefe and I'm just going to go with it and use what he was suggesting because it's awesome that we have other people now besides me and Carrie saying, hey, talk about this, talk about this. So, and like finding interesting news items. So. I think we should just go through, I know, Carrie, you might have something else to talk about, but I just want to go through the the few things that Jack suggested and thank him for suggesting them. So, um, <coughs> Let's do Jack's topics. Today's Kefefe brought to you by Jack. Brought to you by Jack. Sparrow. Okay. Um, the first one actually is one that we've seen, and I actually responded to this on Twitter because, like, Carrie, do you remember that we did the uh, the show last year about Syra Rao's uh, race to dinner thing? Oh, I've I've been talking about this too. There's an article out in the Guardian, right, that is talking about race to dinner, which is bringing it back into the news. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we had a whole we had a whole episode about this last year, um, and actually, I, I I counted. I didn't count go through all the episodes, but I found at least three episodes that we've done. Um, about either that topic or very related, like similar snake oil kind of stuff from radical left trying to um, leech off of people's white guilt, I guess. Um, so, yeah, but this is back in the dinner. This this race to dinner thing is $2,500 you pay to have uh, Syrah Round and Regina Jackson um, tell you that you're a horrible person. They... Um, they explicitly go after white women, the article says, uh, which we knew, and um, but they've they've modified it since we talked about it. They've they hired a white woman because sometimes they said white women are more comfortable confessing to other white women. So it's it's kind of hilarious. Also, because they like to do this thing where uh, you know white allies do the educating and work so that they don't have to themselves do the quote emotional labor. It's like having a translator there. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's all of it is so, it, and I don't want to rehash it too much. Cause I think the episode we did on it, the white guilt ATM one is wonderful. And this is a great, and it's, and it's clearly an evergreen episode because this is going to keep happening. There are a lot of SJW SJW being my old belief system that I was in for 20 years. There are a lot of SJW snake oil salesmen out there who will milk these uh, well-to-do guilty, guilt-ridden white women of their money. And I know women who go to these things. I know women who pay money and it's mostly white women. I don't know why that demographic is so easily targeted by this. I have some ideas, but um, there are some men who pay for this stuff too, but it's mostly women and there's all kinds of workshops where they get to go and unlearn their toxic whiteness. And it's very religious. It's very much uh, like paying for absolution, but you don't get absolution. You never, re- there's no grace ever. And I, I kind of, it's a never ending well of money. You could keep paying for these workshops. There's one woman I know on social media. She went to one of these, had a horrible experience, wrote about it. We talked about it and read some pieces of yeah, what she wrote about in in the last episode about this, wrote about it and then turns around and pays to go to another one. This one centered in Buddhism. I I guess if I unlearn my toxic whiteness in a Buddhist environment, it'll be better. It's like you could go, I'm sure there's a Christian version of it, unlearning your toxic whiteness. Like, but at the end of the day, you are paying for racists, for people who, who uphold and subscribe to a racist ideology to program you and to, and to milk you for money and to capitalize, I mean, good for them. They're making a pretty penny. Good for them for seeing that they could do this to swindle you in this way. They're, they're yeah, making a penny off of your... I so far as to say good for them, but yeah, okay. I don't know, but I mean, I wouldn't do it, but you have to admire their uh, hustle. Uh, and, no? no? You okay. don't have to. I mean, it's, it's an immoral... What they're doing is immoral and unethical. Yes. Um, it's like but Hitler was they, a hard worker. Like, yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> capitalism and I'm talking about seeing a niche and going, gosh, there's a lot of gullible white women out there who will pay money because they hate themselves so much or they feel so guilty about something. It's like misplaced guilt about other things. Let me make some money off that. They see a niche. It's like a televangelist. It's, it's, it's like, like a heroin a, dealer is what you mean. Yeah, it's like a drug dealer. Right, which I'm I don't have a lot of admiration for. Right, okay. I don't have. I didn't say admiration. I maybe if I, if I did, I didn't mean that word. Okay. Um, I guess I did say that word, but I didn't mean that. I just mean they saw a niche, they filled it. I actually, I think there's more. The, the in this equation, the person who's giving up the money, in my view, is more is more sick than the person who's taking it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree that the problem is that there's a demand for like some douchebag will come along and offer you products for whatever you want. They'll offer you suicide if that's what you want. It's the demand that's the problem. There needs to there should not be demand for this, but apparently, uh, apparently yeah. there is. You know that they're carry. They're now making you read uh, Robin D'Angelo's White Fragility before you can go to the dinner, so that uh, of course they, they are. Yeah. So you're already primed. It's a it's it's a it's priming your brain. Yeah. They are. It is it is complete deprogramming. This is a cult, people. It's a cult. They have cult literature. You're only supposed to read the approved cult literature. Ask them questions. I talk to these people a lot online. They don't they get really uncomfortable if you ask them questions that make them think because this isn't about thinking. This is about programming buzzwords and language like white fragility, for example, where they just spit this stuff out rote like a parrot. Yeah. They don't it, like you it, asking them questions that make them think. Yeah, it's pretty horribly racist. I don't want to rehash the whole thing. I will put links to the episodes that we've done on this topic uh, in the show notes so people can go watch if they want to hear. Um, but uh, Carrie, I have a suggestion. To my essay? Go ahead. What? We put we put a link to the essay I wrote about it. The one at oh, temporary yeah. absolution from yeah. whiteness. Um, I, that one was fun. Yeah, I'll put a link to Carrie's essay and to the uh, and to the shows. But um, I, I have an idea, Carrie. I think maybe we should start charging $2,500 for dinner and um, we can help people overcome uh, overcoming their toxic whiteness. Overcome your overcoming yeah. of your white guilt. Yeah. Wait, I don't well, know, that's what my second essay was about. It was like, here, let me save you all that money. Let me save you all that money. Here, read this instead. 
right? I'll go to dinner for 2500 bucks, and I will tell you why you're not racist. I'll do it for yeah. half that. There you go. Um, okay. That was one thing. My favorite thing, I'm going to... The favorite thing that Jack... My favorite thing that Jack brought to our attention uh, is just pretty funny. So there's an article. Wait, 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 wait. Can I say one thing? Oh, yeah. On that topic. One final thing. I have a final thought. You just said, you know, and you can pay me and I'll tell you why you're not racist. I actually think I've started to think maybe some of the white women who pay to go to these things, they do hold racist and prejudiced beliefs. And that's why they are gullible and are easily pulled into this. They're basically going probably from one kind of racism to another kind of racism, but race for whatever reason is very important to them where they make the mistake is that they want to ascribe it to white being white. They want to, they want to assign collective guilt to all white people as if all white people share this messed up perverted prejudice view that they have. And I'm like, that's not the case. In fact, you're, you're so whatever your prejudice it is that you have, because I read in one of the articles, maybe it was the garden when the guardian, when there was a white woman talking about how, um, it's wrong that when she sees a black person, she gets nervous or something. It's like, yeah, it is. What's wrong with you? But that's you. And then you take that and want to ascribe it to everyone. And then because you feel that way and because race is so important to you for whatever reason, you're easily led into this other racist ideology, which tells you when you see a white person, you should assume that they all get nervous when they see black people. Like you should assume all these things now about white people. That's all it's doing is making you it's it's like, hey, this woman's primed for racism. Let's pump this other kind of racism into her. That's that's there's something wrong with you as an individual. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's true for all the people. Because like one of the one of the women like had adopted black children. Like I don't. I, mean, I guess yeah, it could be not racist. Not for all and, of them. Like, but um, I don't know. Also, not there's a nuance here. Maybe you'll disagree with me on this, Carrie. But there's a nuance here that I think is. I'm just going to mention it because it's probably controversial. Uh, there's a difference between judging someone solely based on the color of their skin and like, which is racist. I think we agree on that. Um, uh, and um, recognizing statistics and behaving accordingly. So if you're on the street and uh, a group of young black men in their 20s that look like they're dressed kind of like a gang is walking by, it's not racist to be like, I'm going to cross the street because... Well, context matters. I'm right. not talking about that. I'm talking about your first thing. Yeah, of course. Judging well, but they didn't have context in the, in the article. Would, yeah, I guess my point is in the article, they always drop context about this stuff. So... In the article, it's like, oh, well, I saw a black person and I assumed they were up to no good, but there was no context there. Like, where was it? Was it like, were they snooping around houses at night? Maybe they were up to no good. Like, or maybe it was just at the mall and you are a racist, like Carrie suggested, like possibly. Yeah. But what they do is they just drop context and then like ascribe racism to whatever is going on. Um, so... I don't know. I, there's a nuance there. I just wanted to bring it up, but you're you're probably right. They're probably, I mean, clearly there's they have wrong with guilt about being white, so that's racist. Just there, um, something's wrong with these. People. I think I think something's wrong with not all of them, but I think some of them do have. They're telling you the truth when they say they have racial prejudice. Right. What that what they're doing that's wrong is they're trying to assign. It's like the men who come forward, like Morgan uh, Spurlock, who did his Me Too story and was like, I did this thing and here's how I treated women. We men need to stop doing this. We men, we men. No, no, no. No, 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 Morgan Spurlock. Take responsibility right. for what's in your head and what you did. Don't ascribe it to all men so you feel less guilty about your messed up in this. <laughs> Carrie, that's a super like, important point that you just made out. Can we just like underscore it for a second? One of the incentives that these white liberal, liberal women have to buying into this is it lessens their personal guilt for being racist because it be there because suddenly they can't help it because all white people are it makes them yeah. feel better about being racist. so if if these people are racist it makes them feel better about themselves that they can just project it onto the entire white population and 
suddenly it's not really a choice they've made or a flaw with them. It's a it's something inherent that they can't really be blamed for. Now they can be saviors for or noble for fighting it or whatever. Yeah, it's that's that's how it's like original sin. They're basically like, oh, all white people are born with original sin. I can't help it. We're all like this. No, you. Right. There's something. Whatever it is that's wrong with you and your psychology, I'm sure it's easier for you. It's going to be healthier for you to figure out what that is and take responsibility for it than it is to say ascribe this guilt to people you don't even know based on something trivial and unimportant like their race. And you're just giving in. You're just exhibiting your racial prejudice by doing that. Yeah, that money's probably better spent on therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> Although there's a lot of SJW therapists now, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Maybe don't go to therapy. I don't know. Uh, just donate to our show and we'll explain it to you. Right. <laughs> we'll we'll unprogram we'll deprogram you. We will deprogram. We'll do a special if you donate enough, we'll do a special deprogrammed episode just for you. Uh, so, all right. Can I, can I show you this other thing that I... Yes. Okay. Let's move on. This is from Cornell University. Um, I can't, I just love it. Whitening the sky, light pollution as a form of cultural genocide. <laughs> yes. You read that right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is, but just based on the title alone, I think it's going to be amazing. Is it? It is one of the most amazing things uh, I think you've ever seen. Um, so here's from the abstract here. This is, uh, again, Cornell University, uh, the School of Physics. Here's the abstract. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna try not to laugh. Light pollution is actively destroying our ability to see the stars. Many indigenous traditions and knowledge systems around the world are based on the stars, and the people's ability to observe and interpret stellar positions and properties is of critical importance for daily life and cultural continuity. The erasure of the night sky acts to erase indigenous connection to the stars, acting as a form of ongoing cultural and genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep reading. Wait, is this real? Yes, it's real. It's real. Uh, this is my satire's dying. This is my satire's dying because you could write this as satire, but then you'd be then you'd be wrong because it's actually real. <sighs> I have a degree in physics slash satire. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you know what we should do? Have you ever seen that funny site where they have pictures of men's men with beards and it says hipster or homeless guy and you have to figure out which ones are hipsters and which ones are homeless guys? We should take these abstracts and we should mix them in with some of the fake ones that uh, James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose <laughs> yes. and we were like we were like real real college uh, paper or <laughs> Or satire. Yeah. Satire. Um, so I I mean I don't know if we really need to explain why this is ridiculous, but uh, I, I, one of the things that struck me, I mean, the first thing that struck me, Carrie, was the use of the word genocide. I mean, it's not even like, not even oppression. They just went right to its form of cultural genocide. Um, and uh, the other thing that struck me was apparently only indigenous populations have a history of looking at stars. I don't know where that came from, but apparently those of us with European descent, the Europeans never looked at the stars. It's only an indigenous connection to the stars. So we're destroying it, um, but we never Wait had a minute. You know, we never looked at the stars. Wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Europeans use the stars to navigate the seas hey, to hey, come to the... Hey, hate fact. Hate fact. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they use the stars? Hey, fact. The reason that you even are there, like the reason that there is a, uh, let me, let me, hold on. Let me read this. The reason that there is a physics and astronomy school here at the University of Melbourne, this one author, 
The reason that you are at a school of physics and astronomy is because some Europeans <laughs> invented telescopes. But okay, uh, it's up to uh, it's 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 genocide, this Carrie. Is, it's genocide. Wait, so this ideology just to 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 drive this home for people. We've made fun of this before, but it's not just in the humanities anymore. Your kids, it doesn't matter if they're in a hard science, they are learning my old belief system. It is infecting every, it's in the math, it's, it's in math, it's in science, it's in, um, it's in astronomy. It's in, and actually James Lindsay was the one who pointed out to me a couple years ago that it was heavily in astronomy. Uh, I have a friend who's still in anthropology. I used to be, I was a biological anthropology major physical anthropology. It's in anthropology. It's in uh, archaeology. It's every. It's everywhere. It's infected. I think, wasn't there even a feminist astronomy paper that James Lindsay was talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, feminist astronomy yeah. is like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, feminist every... It, uh, anyway. Well, the next time <laughs> I turn a light on at night, I'm going to imagine a little indigenous person on the grass out front yelling, you're killing me. Being being genocided. Yeah, they're gonna. This is it's genocide. Um, Carrie, I'm. I'm I glad. will say. Go ahead. It is amazing. I mean, as we all know, when you get a chance to get outside the city and go camping, or when I I spent some time in East Africa in one of the villages I stayed in, there was no electricity, and um, that was like the ultimate of no what what they call light pollution, I guess. Um, but it is really beautiful to be able to see the, the they look at, you can see so much more when there isn't a lot of light around. But uh, that's not something that's unique to a person to a whatever racial group a person happens to belong to. Like appreciating that and no, in fact, in using fact, light, that. <laughs> yeah, in fact, light pollution is something that has bothered me for a while because I do like stargazing and like. I love going out. If you go out into nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, you can see the you can see why it's called the Milky Way. I mean, it's very different than being in the city. Um, so, yeah. The other thing, though, that's interesting is they're ascribing. Basically, they're they're saying white people are responsible for light pollution, which really means white people are responsible for all lights and electricity and technology. Like they're giving a lot of credit to, and they're like, they're not letting anyone else have credit for being part of industrialized society. It's only white people uh, that are building industrialized society and maintaining it apparently. And the indigenous people have nothing to do with that. Apparently they would be without electricity but enjoying the stars if it wasn't for the evil white people committing genocide. And I don't know how you interpret any of the, any like that argument any other way. Um, I think it's, I'm glad you brought up the college thing. Cause I was thinking about this. Uh, I know I keep saying, don't send your kid to college, but you're not going to listen to me. I get it. If you have a kid, why would you listen to some jerk on the internet saying to not send your kid to college? At least do the math. Like if they start working uh, right out of high school, and do something for four years, like add up the amount of money that they can make for four years and and then use compound interest on what that will be worth later in life. And then compare that to the amount of debt that they will accrue going to college for four years and then starting life later. So not making that money for those four years that they were starting. So starting their career behind the other person that was had already started four years uh, prior. And, um, and then what you'll end up paying in terms of total cost with interest on the student loan. And I think you will find that college is not all it's cracked up to be, especially in this day and age when if you're in a tech field, for example, if you're in, I'll just say an engineer, uh, employers are looking at your GitHub repository. They're not looking at your diploma. And if you're not majoring in a science or an engineering, like a tech field, uh, I don't, I mean, Starbucks doesn't care which humanities degree you have. They'll hire you any of them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Your face is the best <laughs> I switched the camera over to you and you're like standing there. Your face is like, mm. yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree with you. 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I was just thinking about how it's not a, it's not what it's cracked up to be. The one difference is that I think you still do have, having a college degree is still like it, when you're in the job market, it's still a requirement on a lot of resume. I mean, when you submit your resume for a lot of jobs, it really is. So that depends on the job. It depends on the job. Right. But that's something that a lot of people think, well, I need to get that piece of paper just for that reason, you know, but you can do that from home. I don't think you need. I, so look, I, I mean, I hired plenty of engineers like I, I don't. Yeah, some boomers look for that on resumes, but no one else. Like everyone else looks at your GitHub repository. Um, they don't they don't give a crap. Uh, and I, I guess if you're trying to get into like a humanities job, they look to see that you have a degree, but I, I yeah. don't, <laughs> but I mostly that's Starbucks, though. right? That mostly it's not like, no, 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 it's not Starbucks. I'm talking about, uh, like just entertainment jobs, like marketing, producing, all that kind of stuff. They, they have those requirements, right? It's a way to weed you out right out of the gate. I, I disagree I think- though. I go, go market and produce, go start your own web channel. Like, become like build build following on youtube demonstrate that you can market and produce and then go get a job spend four years building a youtube channel or doing something that's productive that where you have a portfolio no one will give a crap whether went to ucla or not after that that's my opinion that's your opinion maybe yeah boomer that's my opinion (laughs) well you're not out here looking for new jobs the way i am i don't think no. I mean, I have a bachelor's degree, but I'm just, it's not hard. I'm just saying I see it all the time. And I, know, I have a friend who's looking who doesn't have a bachelor's degree, and it's different. And yeah, that but person I mean, is I, like, should I lie? I'm like, no, don't lie. But Yeah, but I'm, again, I think it's it, – um, A, I think that's going away. So even if there's a remnant of that, it's quickly going away because employers are realizing the uselessness of it, uh, of college degrees. Um and B, like, I, I get that you would put it on your resume, but if you're looking for a particular field, like, if you're kind of generally looking and you don't know what you want to do, then I guess a degree is helpful. But if you have a thing that you want to do, like, just go do it, build a portfolio doing it, and then people will want to hire you. So, you know, would I rather hire someone out of Harvard with a marketing degree or someone who spent four years demonstrating that they built some brand online through marketing? Like I would rather hire the second person and there, maybe it's cause I'm in Silicon Valley, but there's a lot of, uh, one of the best, actually one of the best marketing people I know didn't go to college at all. She, uh, I don't know. I think she got some kind of a job at Facebook out of high school because she volunteered doing some stuff and whatever. Like she ended up working as like an intern person, got a job, worked her way up. I think now she's at like NASDAQ or somewhere working like she never doesn't have a college degree no one gives a crap like once she was at facebook doing something and like actually making a name for herself and like being productive that's all that mattered no one cared after that um she probably can't you know she's not ever going to be this the uh you know chief counsel or corporate counsel because she doesn't have a law degree and she's never going to be a surgeon because she doesn't have a medical degree but she could easily be she could rise to head of marketing at any firm. I mean, she's young, so uh, by the time she gets there, no one will give a crap. Um, and I, I, I see the trend going the complete opposite way. I see the boomers caring about degrees, and I see Gen X, uh, frankly, which is you and me, I see Gen X conflicted about it a little bit, right? Um, but I don't. I see it going. I see it going away, and the, I don't see a lot of younger people giving a crap about where you went to school, frankly, or if you went to school, what they care about is what you the millennials do. do. And the millennials are going to be hiring soon. The millennials do because the millennials wasted all this money and they got accrued all this debt getting degrees. And they're working at the New Yorker and the New York Times. They're not even going to exist in 10 years, the New Yorker and the New York Times. Don't get a job at the New York. I guess if you want a job at at like a, a big boomer crappy company, fine, go get a degree. But you're going to spend money. You're going to not learn anything. You're going to get indoctrinated. And then you're going to go work at the New York Times for the remaining three years that they've got. And then they'll they'll die or whatever it is. I mean, that's not the future of news or media. 
None of that is. All of it is online. All of it is these newer. It's all YouTube or YouTube esque kind of stuff. It's like none of that. None of that matters. Yeah, old, old people want degrees. I get that. Uh, and maybe millennials who wasted their money are going to go work for old companies. But no, but millennials are going to want to see degrees from Gen Z. I think. I don't think Gen Z needs millennials at all. <laughs> Gen Z is going to go. Gen Z is going to go start their own companies and screw millennials. I don't. I don't see millennials having power. I just, I don't. Okay. I mean, that's also just a horrible reason. Like, millennials are going to want degrees because they're retarded. Not all millennials. I just mean, like, what, people wasted their money on degrees, so they want you to waste money on degrees? That's not a good reason to go waste money on degrees. Don't work for people. I'm not like saying that. it's a good reason. I'm just saying I'm not going to just co-sign everything you say without talking about no, argument's any good. I, I understand why people have reservations about just saying I'm not going to send my kids there. I totally understand it. It is. I agree with you that the trend is going towards you're probably not going to need that piece of paper. And especially if we can figure out how to do uh, what's the word? Um, accredit. I always mispronounce it. Accreditation. Accreditation. I always leave out a syllable. As soon as we learn how to do accreditation online for online courses and not even courses, but just like people doing work on their own and studying and reading on their own. As soon as we figure out something that's similar, I think. It, you won't have you won't see as many of the people who are going there for the reasons that they're going there, which is the prestige of having the degree. I think you'll see those people stop going as well. But right now, people are going because of the prestige of the degree, and it definitely does have an impact when your kid. At least, at least I'm explaining why people have that fear is because they're thinking of, look, my kid's going to be applying for jobs, and they can get, you know, all these different jobs that require the degree. They, I, that's that's where you and I disagree. I don't think all these different jobs require the degree, and I think four they years do. of work experience. Look, I'm going to go substitute. Yeah. Okay. Well, they do. I'm in the job market right now. You're not. No, but I've hired hundreds and hundreds of people, at, at least, right. and I'll, I'll I'll limit it to the tech fields. That's fine. But I don't. They they don't require a degree. They require brains, the hard work, fields. and in like a track record. That's what they require. Well, we're not talking about just tech. So, I don't know. I don't know. But if you're not getting a tech degree, you're literally learning nothing. You're only being indoctrinated. Like, you're not being indoctrinated plus learning. You're just, like, literally not learning right. anything. I, I, my degree is just a piece of paper. My, I went to a good school. It looked, but it, but it definitely opens doors for me still at this age. I don't know. All right. Okay. I'm not, look. I agree with you. I do. Th I think kids, they should, people should not be wasting money in college. At the end of the day, we agree on that. I just, I guess I was just trying to explore some of the very real, probably reasons why parents are still, still going into debt to send their kids. No, I, I get it. I have, I understand why they think it. I'm trying to convince them otherwise, yeah. but yeah. Um, okay. 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 Well, good. Well, I allowed you to try and convince me. That's fine. Uh, there, and there are, and there's caveats to everything I said. Like, if you want to be a doctor, you got no choice. You got to get a degree, right? So there are yeah. things you need a degree for. Um, well, ultimately, after all that exercise, I do agree with Carter. Don't send your kids to college. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <sighs> all right, <laughs> let's move on, Carrie. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. We're going to start a university. Not... We're going to start Unsafe University, and uh, it's going to be online and accredited, and you'll get a degree, and there'll be lots of prestige. And... Accredited. And Carrie will learn how to say that word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Carrie figures out how to say the word, we will have our accreditation. All right. Um, the last thing I want to mention that Jack brought up, which I think you'll enjoy, Carrie. I think you'll think it's funny. Um, so we mentioned the Iowa caucuses yesterday, right? Turns out, guess who won, by the way? Was it Buttigieg? It was Buttigieg by a hair. He split, uh, he split the votes. He split the delegates evenly with Bernie. Okay. And Biden got zero delegates, interestingly enough, which is a shame. Um, but, but he did get enough to qualify for something or? What? He had like 15% of the vote or something, but he didn't get any delegates okay. out of it. Warren, I think, got four delegates. Uh, 
But um, Buttigieg, 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 he, uh, I don't know if you know just how woke he is. Do you? Are you aware of how woke Pete is? Mayor Pete is very no, woke. No, I'm not. Well, Carrie, here's a survey that he sent out to his own staff. Oh, no. I'll read it for you. Survey. Microaggressions in the workplace. Please fill out this survey if you identify as a person of color. The answers are anonymous. <laughs> oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Pause, pause. Uh-huh. Are we finally getting to the place where you're going, where they're going to admit that if they're allowing you to identify as whatever gender you want and it's completely arbitrary and up to how you feel, then they, you're, they're also going to have to let you identify as whatever race you want? Well, we can hope. We can hope that's, if, that's what if, they are. If you identify if you, as a person of color. Okay, go ahead. No, go. No, no, I want to see the rest of it. I just, I oh, wanted okay. to point that out. He didn't say if you are a person of color. He no, said if you he didn't. He said, he said, please only fill out the survey if you identify as a person of color. Um, but my identity is fluid, so it'll depend on what time of day I get the survey, whether I'll identify as a person of color. The answers are anonymous and will be used to inform our white colleagues about privilege and microaggressions. If you have any questions, please feel to reach out to blankety blank person. Okay. Um... In the workplace, have you experienced the following form of following from a white colleague? Been interrupted or talked over? Carrie's never experienced that. I, I know that. Left off of a relevant email chain. Not invited to a meeting directly related to your job. Idea was ignored or dismissed without explanation. Someone else taking credit for your idea or insight, even accidentally. Been called the name of a different staff member of color. All of the above or other. Now, Carrie, I'm just going to say this as a white dude uh i've literally experienced all of those except for being called the name of the staff member of color i have been called the wrong name but not by a different staff member of color but uh i've experienced have all you been of those. called the name of a have you been called the name of a different white guy of course i've been called the name of a different white guy then that's that's the equivalent so you've experienced all of those i've been called the name of a different white woman so we've yes I've been called the name of a different person whose name starts with K just because people confuse, also confu tend to confuse names that are similar. Yep. All of those things, everybody can check off. Everyone. <laughs> well, only people who've actually had a job. So if this True. is your first job, it's like, oh my God, uh, a thing is happening. Um, yeah. I did. So anyway, those are my questions, but there's more. Let's look. We can look at them at more. Um, oh gosh, Carrie, I have a question. What does good allyship look like to you? What does good allyship feel like? Hmm. Very important question. Uh, my answer, if I were filling this out, would say people who subscribe to the ideology required to think that this questionnaire is a good idea substitute allyship for friendship because they don't know how to have and make friends and they don't understand the difference. And allyship is a way to manipulate other people and control other people's behavior by making them feel, when it says, how does it feel to you? By making them feel that they're only a good person if they behave in the ways that you approve of. You're fired. Is that a good answer? <laughs> <laughs> You're not welcome on Pete's team, Carrie. Um, <laughs> all right. What does bad allyship what look does, like to you? Feel like the same kind of thing. I would put, I would put C above. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'd be fired twice. Um, what does allyship in the workplace look like to you? What does it feel like? I mean, uh, by the way, I, these are these questions, even if you agreed with the ideology and their intent, these questions are embarrassingly sophomoric, but that's a separate issue. Okay. So <clears throat> this looks like an intense one. I haven't read this one. Ready? Think of a moment or moments during which you experienced microaggressions. Without naming names of the people, can you name the microaggression? <laughs> can you name the microaggression, children? Describe those moments. 
What was the physical environment like? If it happened in the ether, <laughs> for example, in Slack, email, or text, identify that. Were there witnesses to it? And if so, do you think they recognized it? I don't know why there's a dash between do and you. And if so, do dash you think they recognized it? I'm, I'm my, uh, the, the, my inner grammar Nazi is being microaggressed with that, but uh, okay. And then the last is there anything else you'd like to share. So there you go. Uh, in case you were worried, Carrie, that Buttigieg is not woke. Uh, we need only look at this survey. Apparently, according to Jack, he also uh, had an awkward moment of being thankful only to his staff of color, uh, which I don't know if that's like a gay joke. But whatever. Anyway. Uh, I, I just wanted to, why don't you let me answer that last question? You read I'm sorry. It. Do you have anything else to share, Carrie? <laughs> yes. It was a day that is forever seared in my memory. It was February 6, 2020, at approximately 1227 <laughs> in the afternoon. When my podcast Excuse me, I need to interrupt co-host. you and talk over you, Karen. <laughs> My podcast, my podcast co-host read me a question about microaggressions, ironically enough, and did not allow me to answer the question, and I knew it was because I was a woman. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I'm worried, I'm worried that you might be uh, 124th Native American, and that's why I was aggressing against you. Well, today, I also identify as race fluid. As so race fluid. Because... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that sounds like some horrible, like, uh, I don't know. That sounds like some horrible, like, sci-fi inject him with race fluid. <laughs> ah! <laughs> what is... I don't know. <sighs> it will, it's forever painfully seared in my memory. I'm happy to tell you about the other 100,000 microaggressions I've experienced. Just like this one. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, uh, there you go. <laughs> I would apologize, but, um, you need to, you need to demonstrate good allyship by apologizing for something, even if you don't think you did it. <laughs> well, I have to go to a race to dinner to figure out exactly how to process this first. So, uh, <laughs> let me find my checkbook. Um, yeah, by the way, also, also according to Jack, so Buttigieg has been, he's been really focused on. Uh, making sure that his uh, diversity issues are, are part of his staff discussion. So uh, there's this article in the New York Times, how people of color inside the Buttigieg campaign sought to be heard. And like the, he's having these whole meetings led by uh, employee-led meetings to discuss their grievances. <laughs> this is, can you imagine this guy oh, running <laughs> the White House? It would be like every... Gosh. It's time for a grievance discussion, White House staff. Oh. oh. Okay. You know what would really heal our, heal our nation, Carrie, is if we had an airing of grievances every Tuesday. An airing of grievances. You know what? We could co- it could coincide with our moment, moment of hatred. Moment of hate. It could. Remember from 1984? It could. It could coincide with our moment of hate, our airing of grievances. Two and, minutes uh, of hatred, yeah. Yeah. First we air the grievances, then we have the moment of hate. Yeah, maybe we could put a picture of an orange man on the screen and we could all just get really angry at him. Yeah. Today's been fun. Can we, is there, I, you know how there's, um, you know how there's made up genders? Yeah. Can, can we make up a race and start identifying, if we can identify as a race, can I identify as Klingon or something? Oh, they're already doing this. It's just that the SJWs haven't openly embraced them yet, but they're going to have to, I think. They're already doing this. There's all these people who are now identifying as, like, uh, I think they call them mer- merkin, um, like mermaid kin, like mermaid people. Oh. Like, and their gender is, their their pronouns are mer, and there's... Well, but that's gender, but, right? Is, like, is that a no, race no, no, or gender? No, 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 no. I don't know. The, they're calling it gender, but it's more like a, another race, isn't it? Like they're basically identifying as some other type of species or something. I still want to use weird. Yeah, I still want to use the he him. Like, I still want to identify as a male. Quote identify because I was assigned apparently at birth. Right. You know who wants to go against their assignment? Uh, but um, 
but I want to have a different, I want to be a different race. I'm going to, I'm going to start identifying as a different race. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we should well, let's think come on up that. with a good one. Yeah, we well, should let's think come on up that. with a list of there's 87 or something genders, right? Or 90 something genders. Now let's come up with 90 something races. Yeah. I'm down. All right. Well, uh, I mean, my race is curmudgeon. I'm the, I'm of the curmudgeon people. So we already have Nicole of the mountain people. Is that a separate race? She could claim to be a separate race. The mountain people. The mountain people. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. We should end it because this is just weird now. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you like the show, you can hit like on the little YouTube video. It helps us. If you're listening to it on audio, thank you. If you're, uh, if you don't want to support YouTube because of their gross censorship, you can also watch us at BitChute. Um, and if you want to shop in our shop, we have a shop on unsafespace.com where we have t-shirts and hats and we will eventually have other things. And also you can go to Subscribestar and you can support us financially there if you want to kick us a dollar a month or any amount per month or a hundred dollars a month or if you want to kick us twenty five hundred dollars to be deprogrammed <laughs> and about learning about why this ideology i cannot believe people pay that much money I we'll come to it, dinner anyway. here's what we'll do we'll come to dinner and destroy <laughs> robin d'angelo's white fragility book for you and then we'll go shooting afterwards and we can shoot it and it's all twenty five hundred dollars all inclusive package I don't like shooting. I wouldn't want to shoot a book. Oh, but, really? I used to shoot. I used to take, I used to print out gun control legislation and take it to the range. Um, that was a lot of fun. Maybe, I don't know about a book. I'd still shoot that book, though, probably. I don't know. I probably wouldn't, but Carter will. Yeah. Um, Burn it! Burn the book! We just read Fahrenheit 451. Uh, I'm just veering right off. I'm just going crazy already. <laughs> I, I, it was an instruction manual for me. I'm going to burn, burn that book. No, no. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in and we will see you tomorrow for Daily Caffey. <laughs> Why is this episode what? so weird? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you should leave this little last part in as a tag or just leave it in. <laughs> it's a fun tag. I don't know. Your face is funny. So I did the same face. <laughs> Oh, man.